episode 84 in the house tfw podcast that's freaking wrestling i am matt joined by ishan and rhodesia the good the bad the ugly of aw full gears what we will be diving into on this beautiful sunday 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 what's up folks how y'all doing the good the bad the ugly at first i thought you talk about us and i'm like well who's who and then aw <laughs> there's only one thing i really want to talk about from full gear but, but but we have a show to produce so let's go all right and that one thing you want to talk about is that what probably should have been the main event mm. is that what people could say is the good bad and ugly of professional wrestling is that what could be and could go down as one of the best matches in wrestling history is that possibly what you're talking about that's exactly what i'm talking about i mean hey i'm on y'all guys time we can go where you want if y'all want to start there we can if y'all want to start with the real main event we can start there ishan you call it where should we start when we're talking about full gear I love, see, I represent women, you know. I love the women, my sister, my wife, my mom, who's coming to visit me today from Detroit. Hey, So in honor of all the women I support, Rhodesia is very passionate about something, so I want to hear it. Go ahead, sis, what you got? We're talking about what should have been the main event. Let's go. Let's go right to it. Again, we could spend the next 40 minutes talking about this. Y'all know, y'all know I, I can't stand gruesome matches. (laughs) <laughs> what I saw, I can't even put into words. It was probably the most beautifulest, gruesomest. Okay, remember all that shit we was talking about, how Hangman should have killed him on site? This makes mm-hmm. up for all of that. All of that. Mm-hmm. So I, I, I said last night, and I wanted to make sure I wasn't full of hyperbole hyperbole when I said it because I thought about it and I know I was not the hyperbole could have been that was the best match I've ever seen right in history of out of the tens of thousands of matches I watched that's the best thing I've ever seen I don't think you can say that like immediately when something's over that wasn't where my mind went though my mind went to for what I saw for what that was that was the best match I'd ever seen and when I say for what that is, you can take that however you want to take it. If you want to take it for a death match, if you want to take it for a personal, real-life disagreement, if you want to take it for a story thread that makes perfect sense for somebody to come into your home and threaten your entire family and that existence, it was the best thing I had ever seen. And I, and I know for a fact that is how I feel. Still to this day, and I'm going to feel like that until somebody tops it. Uh, that was that was magic. It was beautiful in the in the craziest way. That is that is the kind of magic. And that's not for everybody. And I understand with the bloodborne diseases that's out there, I can understand somebody just saying, "Hey, putting blood in your mouth from somebody else's body is way too far. I'm over it. I get that." But for art. That is the perfect match that I would show somebody if they ever asked me, man, why, why do you like wrestling so much? I was, I would put that match on and say, Hey, I understand this may not be for you. Do you like scary movies? Okay. You do. Do you like, like drama? Okay. You do. Do you like comedy? Okay. You do. All right. Just sit down with a open mind, mind open Mm -hmm. and just watch what these two people do for our enjoyment and the levels they went to tell a story of a guy who would go to the depths of hell to get something out of another guy and another guy who feels like he is untouchable and I'm going to go into your home and threaten your family. Oh yeah. And your newborn baby. Just keep that in mind while you watch this entire match. And I would just love to hear what they have to say after that. That is how highly I thought. And so on Saturday, I watched an interview with Swerve, and he made it. They asked him in the interview, hey, are you excited for the death match? If you guys don't know, 
Swerve did a lot of death matches in Lucha Underground when he was under the hood, et cetera, mm-hmm. et cetera. And he's like, well, like, no, I'm not excited for a death match. Like, you can't really get excited for what you're about to put your body through. <laughs> but I have to switch my mind. I have to go to a different mindset. And once the lights hit, I know I'll, I'll be there. When I saw that, when I thought about it, I was like, damn, like, that is true. Because we are so used to just violence in pro wrestling, right? Like, and we're going to talk about the Wednesday match also. Just, all right, let's just throw this violence for violence a lot of times. And when he said, like, I have to get into a different mentality and mindset, my thought was like, oh, shit, he's right. To, to really embody the character, to embody the story we're trying to tell, to embody what I'm about to put my body through, that's a different mentality. I didn't think it would be like that. But I was really excited to watch that after I heard that. I was like, okay, they got something up for this because they know the type of story this needs to be told. We came on the pod, like Rhodesia said, and was like, man, hold on a second. This guy broke into your home, and all you do is put him through a table? And from the, from the jump, Hangman did not even wait for his entrance music. That, they already set the tone for me there. Yep. You, you don't see that. You don't see one of your biggest baby faces don't even get an entrance. But that is how much I need to get to this guy. That is how much I'm going to destroy him. I want to kill him with my bare hands. And I thought they did a, a fantastic job. And then the match was just, like I said, it was beautiful violence, beautiful art. Um, e, you've been on the Swerve bandwagon the way we have. We've talked about this was the match. I'm glad I was wrong about Hangman going over. I said I wanted to go one and one and then you go Worlds in to do the rubber match. We got what we got last night. What was your thoughts while you were watching that match? And then just where Swerve is right now and his ascension uh, to the top of AW. You know, I'm really surprised you guys said that was like the best match you guys ever seen. I'm not going to discredit that. Um, I just didn't think of that when I watched the match. I wasn't thinking about ranking it at the time, right? I just knew it was really great what I saw. And for me, I, I agree with everything you said. And the, the big thing for me was like, was like the, the story around it right like they really sold it on uh on uh dynamite like right like hey man he came out and cut the promo that you needed to cut like right you knew that right. he was in that zone i said from the beginning like i thought that this story would bring the best out of hangman and out of each other i thought it's going to take swerve up another level i thought it's going to take hangman up another level and it has right like we it was a little bit slow like i think in the what needs to be done after swerve you know, threw the t-shirt in the in the baby's crib and tried to suffocate her or whatever he tried to do. <laughs> See, like, no, right? like, merch, man. like, you know what I'm saying? Like, but once it got to the point they needed to get to, it got there very, very well. And as you said, like, I love, I knew the match was going to be good when Hangman didn't even wait for his intro. He just, and, and when I said on the last pod, I'm like, man, this man, like after the, um, you know, Swerve snuck into the crib, right? Literally snuck into the crib. Um, you know, the next week he's no oh, hangman's getting ready for a match, right? He got his gear on, he waited and got ready for his, his like he didn't have his gear on. He came out there, he probably ripped his shirt off before he came out, slid right into the ring. Let's get to it. Like, great, because that's what it is. Like, man, look, I'm not waiting for no music. I'm not, we're not doing like no whole intro. I'm not posing for the camera. It's none of that, bro. It's on site when I see you. That's how I felt. Like, that felt like a real encounter that anybody could feel. Like, right? Like, look, this man invaded my house. He, you know, tried to suffocate my child. Like, bro, it's on. Really, really great. And then, let's rewind back a little bit. I loved the little intro, you know, with the swerve. And then, you know, Nana come out there with the <laughs> pants. Yeah, and he was hitting that. And he was hitting that they so hard. It, right? They killed they it. So hard. <laughs> Like he came out with a whole thing, right? And then they stepped out of the way for swerve, for swerve so he can come out there. He looked around, like he's above what's happening. And I like how how he's kind of doing, playing off Nana. He's kind of like I'm kind of above this. Like he sees him, but it's like almost like he's like a fly, like buzzing around him. And he keeps because it's not time for that. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. it's not time for the games. So I love Nana doing the Who's House. It's not time for me to do that. And I also yeah. love too. So you talk about storytelling. Story. And this was for me, like, if I could get, I can't really get goosebumps, like, on my body. Like, I, it feels like my hair grows when I get, like, super excited. I always say that, but I don't get, like, goosebumps. 
another thing that I thought was really under the radar that was goosebumps worthy for me when you talk about a story was when Hangman put Nana through the table. And Nana tried to get out of it by just doing what he does. I'm going to just dance and you just going to like go along with it because that's what I do. Right, I dance and That's everybody just loves. They they like here, it. Yeah. They they think I'm funny and and now like okay, I'm getting over by it. I, like that that is whoever helped them put that match together. And I got a feeling that a lot of that stuff came from them too. Yeah, uh, because we got to start giving Hangman props for being what AEW's probably truly embodies as a performer. I think if you look back at like some of AEW's best singles matches, I think Heyman's like in arguably two or three out of the top like ten matches of all time. But bro, like the matches, I mean, they all got good matches, man. We can all sit there, but it's not about matches to me. I, what I said about bringing something out as Heyman was like something like this. His level of storytelling in this match was like something he's never done before. Like, and, and here's the thing: like, I don't think he's really been in a real. I mean, I, you know, you got the wrestling stories, yeah, right? Punk. He was, he was like, in yeah, that was he a was shoot. In that one. That was a shoot, though, right? Like, imagine the business they could be. Like, I don't think he's ever really wrestled in something that he had. Because, like, what what are they really wrestling about? They're not wrestling for um, a, a title. They're not wrestling for a number one contender match. No, this is this is a this is a blood feud, and that's what mm-hmm. we got blood feud, mm-hmm. right? He 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 feel he tapped into something, right? He's 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 uh fighting for himself, his family, his child. Like, and you felt that in the match. I think we got something out of Hangman that we've never gotten before. Just his level of, like, uh, I'm losing my word for it. But he just, it, it just was a different level because I think that, you know, he was fighting for something. He really felt connected to the, this, this specific story. And I wonder where they go from here. Like, right? Because Swerve had to choke this man out to keep him down for that 10, right? Like, where we, where we going next? Hangman. He where hung we going Hangman. Next now that I can finally gather my thoughts, I'm going to fully break down what we saw last night. And thanks, Matt, for saying the good, bad, and the ugly. And then what we got out of this as far as like a movie. If you like drama, you like comedy, if you like scary. Would you start with drama? So we already get the beautifulness of him staple gunning his son's finger art on his face. You get the drama out of that. You get the comedy relief from the intro, like you said, when Nana was killing it with the dancers and him dancing right before he got taken down. Then we go and look at scary. Scary is everything else. Everything else. The glass. All of it. And then the irony. And, it, and it's just, real glass, too. And it, <laughs> I, I laughed, though. I, I laughed. <laughs> One of my emotions of this of the whole match, when the full glass came out, because I'm like, let's, God, please let it be candy corn. No, that please ain't, let it that be candy be some corn. sugar. That no. better be some sugar. <laughs> I don't think it was. That better be some sugar. I was like, please let it it. be candy corn. Matthew was like, no, my eyes past Halloween. He was like, maybe (laughs) candy canes. And then the glass came out and all I could do was laugh. And then the irony to wrap it all up. Hangman getting hanged. Hunged. Hanged, hung, hung. Whatever you want to call it. That was beautiful. I didn't peep that. Wow. Oh, yeah. I did for sure. Yeah. It's beautiful. And y'all know I hate these kind of matches. Y'all know I actually had to walk away. After he drank the blood, I did walk away because I was like, okay, this is like just too much for me. But I had immediately ran back to finish watching the match because I'm like, what I'm watching here is something beautiful. What that tells you is you don't hate those type of matches. You hate those type of matches when you feel like it's unnecessary. Okay. If if they would have done that match. On a regular dynamite. I need to take your heavyweight championship from you. Mm-hmm. And you're the king of death match, so I'm going to be a death match wrestler on this show. You'd be like, "This ain't it, man." But the story, yeah, I call for it. Yeah, I said, I yeah, I said it. last night, like if I was an emotional person, I would have probably shed a tear during the match, and not because they were like killing themselves, because I really thought how beautiful of art that they're doing. These people are putting their bodies on the line for a story and for our entertainment, and they're doing it flawlessly. Mm. To me, it was flawless. Um, I, I made a note yesterday. I just kind of just put it in my notes for the show today. And I just said, AEW is so necessary. And as much as I know I will continue to bitch and moan at times about booking decisions, I'm going to talk about one right now to kind of bring it full circle. As much as I'm going to complain about things that I think is common sense that could help elevate them and elongate some of their storylines or characters, and they don't do, but AEW is so necessary because we don't get this 
at a level like this if it wasn't for AEW. Sure, you can go to an independent show and see this. Sure, you can go to one of the shows and buy a pay-per-view on Fight TV for $10 to see this. But on a national, worldwide scale, we would never get this without AEW. And you got to take the good with the bad. So the bad for me was Wednesday. I was in a legit shoot, irritating mm-hmm. mood Wednesday night after that street fight on Dynamite. I'll give you real quick why. Kyle Fletcher threw a table off the stage. Kyle Fletcher should be done for the entire match. A giant just who doesn't wrestle on your show just chokeslammed you from the stage to a table. Kyle Fletcher's back up five minutes later working the match. To me, that undermines what you're doing. Brian Cage puts Kenny Omega through two tables, superplex from inside the ring to outside on the floor. Kenny Omega should be out for the rest of that match. Kenny Omega is back working three minutes later. That is undermining the actual legit violence and pain these wrestlers are going through. You're, 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 you're shooting yourself in the foot because you're not going to continue to get reactions because I've seen this already and you come right back. And then the finality of it, Kota Bushi takes a tombstone through chairs from the inside of the ring to the outside of the ring. He's back up in less than two minutes after the good guys win. He's up before Kyle Fletcher is. That is a legit move that you should be stretchered out on. If we're telling the story of Warlow, where Warlow hits one powerbomb and then the referee completely ends the match, how can you give me that on Wednesday where these guys are legit killing themselves and we're not selling? You're hurting your company and you're setting a really bad precedent for your fan base to what to expect. So I'm like, I'm irritated. I don't give a damn about MGS promo now at the end of the show because of what you just gave me. But if it wasn't for that, we wouldn't got what we got last night. So I'm still going to complain about those things, but I understand you can't have one without the other because it's all creative, how you look at it and how you see it. Um, That match for me was worth the price of a mission alone. I thought um, good luck to anybody trying to top that just in, in general. I, to your point, E, where you go from here is interesting. I can't see a third match. I think that was pretty decisive yeah. of how he beat him. Mm-hmm. And now for Swerve, there is nowhere to go but for the world oh. championship. <clears throat> but he's not in line. Like the only thing is, so I also I want let me go back to the dynamite thing, man. Y'all gotta y'all gotta get some some shots out there in Chicago, man. I shouldn't let that a stinky AEW match ruin your mood like that. Like I felt the same thing you felt. Like, right? Oh, this is just this is that AEW that we don't like, mm-hmm. right? It's, this is the parts of AEW that we like. That's why when you see what we saw on Saturday night, that's wrestling done right. Cause we talk about like storylines and things in those matches because I'm with Rhodesia. I'm not a blood match person, especially I think it's this stage in our life where we kind of, I don't we understand think, what it feels like. Yeah. I, yeah. I, I, I think it's more so like I'm more, I understand what the people are putting their bodies through. Mm-hmm. Right. Like, right. And, a lot of times when you see all this blood and all this stuff, like I, when it doesn't mean anything, right? When I don't feel anything about it, I'm like, man, this this dude is hurting himself on TV for my enjoyment, and like I don't get why you're doing it, <laughs> like right? Mm-hmm. Other mm-hmm. than you're hurting yourself. But in that match, you got it because like you know, all of us are parents. Like there's nothing I would do. It's, I would do whatever I can do in, in my power, blood, whatever, to get at somebody if, they, if I felt like they harmed my family. Right. So there was a story purpose for that match. And yeah, that's what we got. Um, but yeah, that's like the dynamite. That's shenanigans. I hope they kind of can minimize. Um, but yeah, it's a great show. But I don't know where he goes, man. Like, look, you know, you think about MJF. He's has eight different storylines going for his championship, like for like six months. Right. So now some old Joe's next. Right. We we know we Warlow's been talking about him. Uh, for the past three months, right? So we got he got to get past Joe. He got to get past uh, Wardlow. What I don't want is Schwerd to be part of the I don't know what is it, the MJF Power Hour like this. Him to be another thing that he's dealing with on his schedule. No, like Swerve is his own problem. He's so, not in addition to or nothing. He's his own thing. Would you be satisfied, both of y'all, if he won the international triple crown? He being Swerve. 
Yes, I would, but I don't know. I mean, granted, we don't even know what matches are Wednesday mm-hmm. on Dynamite. I was mm-hmm. going to say, I, I wouldn't throw them right in immediately, but that would be huge. But I don't know, like, if that, I don't know if that fits. Why would he care about being in that tournament? Right. That's just right, right. where I'm like, look, like, I would. So, so I told y'all, you guys before, I think I said it before. I don't think you guys understood it. Like, if I was a wrestling character, it would be Swerve. Like, he does a lot of the things. Like, in my mind, I'm thinking, like, if I'm that character, why would I want to be in that tournament to work that hard? Like, right? Like, I'm already at a level. So my management team should be getting me to the next level without me having to work so hard. For me, I think maybe his next le- his next step is Orange Cassidy. Like, maybe they run that back. Like, right? Because, like, the international championship is, 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 is arguably, like, it's their 1B championship right now. Especially with how many great title fences um, Orange Cassidy's had. I know they had like a brief run, but man, they, they, this this swerve is on another level. Hey, let me ask you a question about that tournament. When Eddie Kingston said on Zero Hour that he was putting all his championships on the line, and so they're going to crown a triple crown champion. Mm-hmm. I'm like, wait a minute. Are they introducing another championship? Please tell me. It's just a trophy. It's not another championship that they're introduced at the end of this tournament. Please tell me that. Am I hearing this wrong? Understanding it wrong. <laughs> so Tony Khan uh, reaffirmed in, during the scrum last night, they're consolidating all belts into one. So they're consolidating the uh, NJPW strong belt. They're consolidating the ROH world title and the AEW continental belt. So it's going to be one belt, but uh, basically in all three promotions. So it's going to be like probably the first inter-promotional title that we've had on a major platform in forever. So really? I'm okay with that. I'm okay with that. Because when he first said that, I was like, okay, that has some no, gravitas to, to the, the tournament. I'm like, because whoever wins now is going to be champion. And then I was like, hold on a second. Because when they said, like, uh, what did they call it? They said it was uh, the Triple Crown. Triple I'm trying to, so now I'm doing the math. I'm like, three. Where's the third belt? I was like, oh, hell, are they doing, like, another, an, another belt for this? It's another so, belt. I'm good with them consolidating it. So they're going to have uh, an inter, inter-promotional championship with New Japan and AEW. And ROH. New title. And you R- want to throw, yeah. Yep. ROH. So I'm, I'm 100% okay with that. But it was funny because when you were saying the Triple Crown, I was counting. I was trying to do my Scott Steiner math. And I'm like, yeah, this ain't adding up. In the end, it's going to be the Continental Championship. And I'm, I'm so down for that because in every time we talk about in sports, even in basketball, you talk about like the world champions. But you're really not the world champions. You're just a champion of that said league. This is actually, minus WWE, you are like a champion of multiple companies. And to me, I like that because that is worldwide. So that's I'm completely kind of, and it's sports kind of, and it's that's kind and of it's sports centric. That's kind of I, funky I though. It. So if you got an ROH brand, you don't have an ROH champion, you got a continental champion. If you're a news news uh Japan, I'm not sure how that pro thing works. I'm not sure what that's different from the strong belt. That. Yeah, mm-hmm. I'm not sure that how yeah. that's different from but so you don't actually if it's a promotion, you don't actually have a champion. You got a champion that's kind of affiliated with ROH AEW, that just seems kind But of... you have RH TV championship, right? And we still have that? You, you, yeah, you still got the TV. You still have... I mean, you got... I don't, give a damn about, though, right? I, I don't give a damn about ROH, and we'll, I'll ask you guys about the whole Ronda <laughs> thing here after we get through a I don't couple think we have enough time. Matches. I don't think we have enough time for that for today. We ain't got no time for it. We, we, <laughs> yeah. we got to watch the Lions play. So. <laughs> hey, look, we got a half hour. Um, <laughs> but I do think that on paper, if we were looking at this as a shoot sport, you would say, like, oh, this is... This the most cool. prestigious belt. You got to go through an entire tournament that's going to be continuing. He also said, like, this is going to be a yearly thing at the same time, uh, which I also think is kind of cool because it's going to lead you right into Wrestle Kingdom. But that also tells me also how much in bed NJPW and AEW. Of course, we know they were in bed because of the Forbidden Door shows. And, hey, Billy Goat, shout mm-hmm. out to Will Ospreay signing and now he's all elite his contract wasn't up to february so <laughs> if he's already on a handshake deal or if he's already signed on paper to tony khan and AEW, that just shows you how close AEW and njpw is i'm good with it i am looking forward to this tournament though because I, I do think for people who don't watch njpw and for us that like when we cared about the summer turning you had to try to watch it at four o'clock in the morning six o'clock in the morning i haven't been like that with njpw for years but we're going to have kind of our own now tournament that should give us that same type of feeling those same type of 
major, huge matches. Tony said, hey, there's going to be no outside interference, so we know it's going to be just one and one. One point for a draw, three points for a victory. I am excited to see how this plays out starting this week. Um, let's talk about the main event. Before we talk about the main event, though, let's talk about the pre-show. I had said, I think I even tweeted it on X. Uh, follow us if you, if you are not. That's F&W. At the end of the pre-show, when they had the shot of Adam Cole kind of looking in disbelief and what am I going to do when MJF is just like, don't let him take my title. I said that this is the best cliffhanger of a pre-show that I think I've ever seen. Don't know if it was smart business because your guy in the main event, your top baby face is being shown going to the hospital at the beginning of your show. I'm sure that didn't impact any buys. I don't think anybody saw that and said, let me not buy it because MJF's not wrestling tonight. But the payoff, I thought, I thought it was a whole bunch of bullshit and shenanigans for no reason. Mm. Now, I'm, I'm, I'm the person on the pod that said, I don't care about this build to MJF, JY. We know it's going to be a great match. I don't care about the build, though. We know what's going to happen. MJF's going to win and get his belt back. I said that last week. So they added a lot to it. But if you didn't watch the pre-show and you just started full gear when the bell rung for the main event, you didn't miss anything. And they did TV. I talk about episodic TV. Yep, I wanted some of that, but I also wanted some type of payoff. And to have MJF work a, a match where the guns destroyed his leg, he probably should have been out for weeks the way they put it down on him in that pre-show. And he comes back, he works a match, and he's, then he does, like, some signature spots, like, he does a nip up, but then, like, he can't, like, throw a punch, and then and Adam Cole's out there giving the match away, he can't grab the ring in enough time, he's like, I'm like, okay, what are we doing here? So, for all that to happen, and he just beats Jay White, and what the hell does that say for Jay White? Now, you can't beat a one-legged MJF? Hmm. I, don't think that, I, don't, I don't think they did him any favors either. Um, so what was your guys' kind of thoughts just about how we got to that main event last night and then nothing consequential happening between Cole and MJF? How we got to there is fun. I, that was fine. I like that. It was fun. Like you mentioned, if you didn't watch the Zero Dark 30 Hour, then you probably would have been like, uh, what, what happened here? You really didn't miss anything. But I'm going to be completely honest, and I'm going to lay out here, and mainly with the Bucks matching Kenny and Jericho, I completely, first off, the Kenny match with Young Bucks and Jericho, I didn't watch one second of it because I was so in disbelief of what I saw from <laughs> the death match. Like, I don't know anything that happened in that match, like, at all. So I at least said, let me, like, sit down and really try to watch this, this main event because, like, my mind and my intention isn't here. I just thought it was just a, I thought it was a good match, and that was it. The only takeaway I had from it was he still did that um, elbow drop when the table was already busted. I didn't want him to do it. He did it anyways. That was my only like, holy shit moment. Other than that, everything else to me either felt like just a, a, a simple match, but it's not fair because of what I just saw. Anybody who followed that death match could have kicked rocks, to be honest with you. MJF is the new super John Cena. He's new super Cena. That's, that's, that's what it is. That's what it is. Um, it was a lot going on. It was a lot going on. Um, Did you say John Cena? <laughs> you know, I, I actually was kind of ex uh, accepting the shenanigans. I mean, that's that's is just as I knew what exactly was going to happen. He's going to come back uh, by the end, um, and like, damn, like. But you know, what I will say, I was really, I really loved the way that Jay White was trying to work the match. I, I liked, I loved like his little heel stuff that he was doing, the taunting that he was doing. Like, he he has a lot of character. I thought he looked silky smooth in the match. I thought Jay White did a really good, uh, really good job. Um, the match and layout itself, it was kind of wonky, but this is what we've gotten from MJF and his storylines for months now. So I was kind of okay with it, but hey, it was what it was. Were you okay with? Were you okay after the pay per view was over? So they signed off. It's over. Okay. There's no double review reveal. There's no heel turn. There's no return or anything like that. In that moment, were you okay? Or are you saying you were just okay with all the shenanigans leading up to 
we're signing off on the pay-per-view. I got to tell you something. I was I was ready for the show to be over. I mean, not because like the the matches were bad or or anything in particular because I was mad about anyone. It's a that was a long night, man. Like, you know, like the the show starts at 6:30, right? I think I got ready for it at 6. So I'm sitting there from 6 to three, midnight. Three three pre-show matches. Like, right? I'm sitting there from 6 to midnight watching this thing, man. And you know, that blood for you, because that was the match I came to see. That was the match I was, I told you I was on 10 for. The, the hangman swerve. I mean, there was a lot of energy just expended in that match, right? Mm-hmm. And just from start to finish, most of the matches were good. I mean, I'm a, I don't know if we have time to talk about the ladies, but I think the ladies oh, showed yeah. out in their matches. Yep. Um, talk but about it. This was talk, a long talk about night. It. Talk it about it. was a long night. So by the end, I was, I'm glad they didn't have a reveal because it wasn't something I had to now mentally focus on. Um, but yeah, I mean, just talk about the women. Like, uh, yeah, I talk about Tony it. Storm. I love Sierra as champion. Yep. Like, talk like, about it. Mariah May came out and gave her, her flowers, and she was kind of upset. And this was a strange thing, right? We had the women's world championship match, right? Now you would think in the women's division that is their top of the line. That's like I started the number one title for the women, but then you had that triple threat match for the TBS title. It. Talk about and it. And them girls showed up and showed out. Talk about it. Showed two up, for two. Out. Hey, Tony Khan, it is okay to book two women's matches Thank on the you. same show because look what we got. I thought they both exceeded expectations. Well, I'm not going to say they both exceeded. They, they, to your point, they showed up and showed out. The triple threat match, I was like, salute mm-hmm. women. I thought that was fantastic. No, they exceeded. I thought that was the beyond person what I went over do. in yeah. both of them. And, and like, everybody has opinions, right? So whatever on that. But I go on uh, social media last night after the show was over because I really wasn't on much during the show. Uh, because, like, a lot of times, like, you'll go on during the show and you'll see something that either pisses you off or you don't agree with. And then it kind of, like, taints what you think you just watched. So, like, I'm starting to pull back from, like, watching the shows and then watching my timeline. I'll still tweet through the shows, uh, but I, maybe I just won't check, like, my, the actual timeline itself. But I saw somebody. Like, what are we doing here? Like, what is going on with the AW Women's Division? Since when is it the wrong thing to put the title on your most over character? Like, what are we talking about? And who knows why they say that? Maybe that person was just, you know, you get a lot of pro WWE, anti AW, vice versa. But it's just like, we complain about that. Now, maybe you're just the biggest Sheeta fan in the world. Even if you're the biggest Sheeta fan in the world, Tony, you, when she comes on, all eyes are on her. That was the right move. Now we got to see what the follow-up is that I don't want to keep bouncing these titles back and forth, but I thought, I thought both women's matches did exactly what it needed to do. You guys got some more of your sky blue uh, character change. Like Mm -hmm. she got new music. She took the hat off, put the new little crown on. Okay. So now she's telling us kind of where she's at. I I just thought it was great. I do want to spend time talking about both of these matches separately because I think both of those matches, the women matches, were great. And I don't think they should be clumped in because like what you just said to Tony, hey, you can have two women matches on your show and it'd be just fine. Oh, wow. I put my fingers up and got balloons. Hey, I told you. Got the piece <laughs> um, on it. On the, the gang sign. The that must be the balloon gang sign I just threw up. First, let's don't start with me. the... <laughs> it don't work for <laughs> For starters, let's talk about then the women's championship. I want to give Sheeta her flowers because Sheeta is just so good, so solid in the ring. Just the things that she does. And I had made a note here that when she went for her rope break, she didn't just go with her fingers. She grabbed it for her forearm. Like, it's like the little things like that that she does that to me just like, wow, like, bravo to you. You kept that, that division you held it down. Of course, we can always bitch and moan about the women's division in AEW, but you held it down and you made that belt still mean something to me. So I'm, I am going to give you your flowers. May Tony third reign be better than her second reign because we all know the last time she had the championship, just how she was an afterthought to me when she was down. What were they called? Not damage control. What outcast. 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 It was just like, you remember how I felt one time she came out without even having her belt on and that pissed me off. So may her third reign be the best reign ever. Now let's go over to the TBS championship. Last two episodes ago, I went off about sky blue, right? I did. She 
completely change her cadences for me. That match was so good to me that when it comes to triple threats, it can be either really good or really just like clunky because of timing and getting the matchup. And I remember thinking that they had the equal amount of triple action and the equal amount of just like solos going back and forth. It was produced very, very well for me. I was fully engaged through that whole match and it had my full attention the entire time. All three women looked beautiful in the, just the chemistry and just the thing that Julia and Sky is so young. So young, so you can only imagine where they're gonna go from here. Rewind six months and say, "Hey, full gear, TBS triple threat, Statlander, Sky Blue, Julia Hart." We'd be like, "What? The uh, fuck how AEW fell off?" That's what we probably would. And I'll be damned if you look at that match. You was like, "Man, they smoked it. They, they did. did. They really did." You know, Ethan watched that match with me, um, and he actually was kind of watched a good portion of it. And he's like, it's 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 red versus blue mm-hmm. versus purple. He's like, Daddy, did you know that red and blue makes purple? That's so awesome. <laughs> Look at him. He I'm got like, a genius damn. over there. So now I'm like, yes, that's true. Like, hey, you know what? Was that by did, did Chris do that intentionally? Like, wow, okay. But I thought it was a really good match, man. Um, and I was interested, Rhodesia, in how you felt about Sky. Cause I think like I was telling like, hey, give her some time. Like she's it's a slow character change for her. Um I'm very, very temp- me, uh, interested to see where she goes with the character, right? She has to look down. I thought she looked phenomenal. I think it's a great look for her. Um, I just need to know mm-hmm. what this character is, what's her intention, what's her motivation. I hope we get that from her, like, right? Like, that's, that's the next stage. Okay, cool. Your, your look is different, right? Like, yep. But tell me who you are. Why, why are you at the point right now? Like, what's, what's the next thing? And what's the story? Make it believable. Like, yeah, what's, mm-hmm. what's the, what's, what's, you know, how is it going to be believable? But, um, Julia Hart, man, yeah. Ah, yep. doing her thing. Doing her thing. So now she, is she going to be the new champ? Is she going to be the new leader of House of Black? You're right. Kind of like how, since she, since yeah, she like, has gold. I thought about it, right? I thought of that. She was on the scrum too last night and she just talked about, um, how much she's grown and how, when she was the cheerleader, it was interesting to hear her talk about it because mm-hmm. she said in all baby intensive purposes that like, I wasn't ready. Like she's like, I would go out there. I didn't know what I was doing. I didn't have confidence. She was like, I would come back to the back and ask people how I was. And they would just be like, you'll get it eventually. You'll figure <laughs> it out eventually. And she was just like, she was lost. So I think part of it for her probably was the character of just being a cheerleader. How do I be that? But then also how do I work? You know, she made a comment of, I'm working a ton of local talent, you know, too many right. matches. And then now yeah. I'm in here with real AEW contracted talent that we can build, you know, synergy with. Um, but for her to be 22 years old, right? And just, mm-hmm. she's a star, man. Like, just just keep going where they're going with her. We know a lot of times AEW doesn't maximize when they get somebody hot. Figure out how to keep her hot. And I think you got something going. But just that quick. Uh, I think they the women's division's in a really nice spot right yep. now. I really, I really, really do. I'm gonna ask you guys about Ronda Rousey, but before we kind of just skimmed over the Bucks, Kenny, and, and Jericho's match. Uh, shout out and props to the four of them because, and yes, three out of four were or still are MVPs. However you want to look at that, but I am sure when they did the fight card and they were like, all right. Got to find somebody to follow up this hellacious match of forever death match. Who's going to take that spot? And as much as shit as Chris Jericho gets, I am pretty sure he was like, fuck it. Give, give it to us. We'll figure it out. If there's anybody on this card that can not have that crowd come all the way down just to get them all the way back up for the main event, WWE does that a lot. I think Jericho's like, we can do it. And they did it. They did it. The first half of the match, I was not paying attention at all because I'm just like, I don't You're care. You're processing. You're processing yeah. what you just saw. But they did a really nice job. And this is where I talk about when I say stories matter, character matters, emotion matters. The biggest pop of that entire match was when Kenny was going back and forth on who he was. Oh, I remember that. I saw that. That was, that was toward the end of the match, though, right? What yeah. no flip. Yeah. <laughs> what no powerbomb spot. Wasn't no thumbtacks. Wasn't none of that. It was, I'm about to hit a knee on one of these people. And the crowd got up for it. 
That's when you know you got it. That's when you know you're doing it right. So shout out to them, and I we'll see where the Bucks go. I do think that this should be a fun thing for them because they've been stagnant to me forever. So maybe if they just become what CM Punk said they were, like children and immature hey, do, do and all that agree? kind of stuff. Do you agree with them? This is the best version of them? I think, I mean, it's, absolutely best, I think right? it's absolutely the best version as of right now, this moment, because do, do any of us want to see them as faces? We, you know, it's kind of like, ah, oh, not now. Yeah, because you know they, were, they were much more interesting when they changed their look, right? Changed their mm-hmm. look to what it is currently, and they started acting like heels. Because I think if it in New Japan, they kind of were playing the obnoxious tag team guys, like right? Yeah. So maybe this is just a, a more comfortable role for them to be in. Why not? Because, you know, when I think about it, because think about them as a tag team, think about that tag match that we had on there, right? Like three of the tag teams weren't even regular tag teams in a tag Which one team match. The, the, the World Tag Team title match. Oh, the, 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 the ladder match. Yeah. Like, the tag team champions aren't, aren't tag team. They, like, they were like, hey, we don't need a tag, uh, 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 a name, right? Yeah, that was then you got the, the Knights of the Black Throne. They're not, they're not a team team. They got a the team kings name. The, the Black Kings. Yeah. Of the Black Throne. Black Kings. No, the, the, it's, <laughs> it's the Kings of the Black Throne. You're actually right. It was Kings. The Kings of the Black Throne. Um, who else is there? So it's, it's a bunch. They were kind of thrown together tag teams for the, in some ways. So it, they definitely and even that teams. match, even that match, and that match came on before the death match. You better say what I want you to say. Say it. That match was violence just for violence. To me. Like when they made it a ladder match on paper, I'm like, okay, cool. It's a ladder match. But I just felt like it wasn't needed. If you're going to keep the belts on Bill and Starks, just do a straight up one-on-one match and just, just, just beat somebody clean. That division is cold. You know what I mean? Like, but who, okay. First off, I was surprised. Remember I talked about how AEW still surprises me that Ricky Starks and Big Bill still retain. So I didn't think that was happening by a long shot. But I wouldn't have wanted to see them in a singles match, a singles tag team match. There was no interest there. I actually loved the ladder match. I can appreciate your comment that the ladder match was unneeded, especially after what we saw in the death match. So that's a different point of view of it. But I absolutely love that match. I absolutely want to give the workhorse of the night to Cash Wheeler. He, that entire match, I felt like was all Cash. Every time he was in the ring, every time he was doing something, I'm like, this dude goes. Yeah, he goes for it. He, he goes 100 miles an hour. And if you're there, you're there. If you're not, I'll figure it out. Yeah. That's really I mean, what it feels like it, a lot it of times. Me away. That's, that's, was what they, that's, that's what they do in that company. They, um, if we don't have a story for a match, we're just going to you know, put a bunch of shit in, in, in high spots. But I'd rather have that, that. Than, than Ricky Starks and Bill, Big Bill with just another random tag team because I would have had but no you know interest what, too? I was thinking about after um, well because we don't know where they're going right and everything as much as we may not like this we know there's a they story with it going. yeah like so look at Big Bill when they won I was like okay what <laughs> but then when Jericho and Omega won I was like ah mm-hmm. that makes sense I don't know when they're going to cash in for their number one contenders say they go at world's end you'd rather have Omega and Jericho wrestle Big right. Bill and Starks right. and anybody else like it, right. we don't right, want right, to see right. them against yeah. House of Black. We don't want to see right. them against FTR. Like that, that that's not the story. That doesn't make sense. What makes sense is okay. What are we doing now with elevating, continue to elevate Starks and evidently Big Bill through Jericho and Omega? So when I saw that, I was like, all right, you got the pass. I'm, I'm still not invested in Starks <laughs> and, and Big Bill. Two, uh, two more thrown together tag teams. Yeah, in a tag um, team match. So I mean, you know, so we'll we'll see with that. Ronda Rousey. But can I ask? Can I mention one more thing before yeah. you go to Ronda, our black sister, um, the other blacks? So we have the House of Black. <laughs> All the men showed up, came up short. Yeah, First off, Buddy, Buddy <laughs> taps out to Clyde. <laughs> she called him Clyde. Did you hear? She... Did you peep that? His Isha, name is Claudio Castagnoli. She said. Dasha said Clyde. Like Clyde, I was like, but but you know what it was in her mind? She was like, I'm not gonna mess up Buddy Matthews' name because I called him Buddy Murphy before. (laughs) So she put all her attention to calling him Buddy Matthews and then called Claudio Clyde. I'm like, who's Clyde? Clyde, Clyde, Clyde. Point is, all the men came up short. 
or House of Black. So again, that goes back to me, like, what are they doing with House of Black? But I digress. Go ahead. Talk about our Black sister. Well, but when you, but that's the thing about a ladder match. Gimmick matches in wrestling are used to protect. That's really what gimmick matches are for. They didn't take a pin. So yeah, sure. they didn't sure, sure. take the belt mm-hmm. off the, the rung, off the ladder, but they lose nothing by mm-hmm. not Good winning point. it. Yeah. Um, I wanted to bring up Ronda Rousey because <laughs> news comes out Friday night after Collision and Rampage. And I see her, uh, there's a video online of her coming out on Ring of Honor. And I said, please tell me I'm missing something. Can you guys explain to me? Okay, so Tony Khan said on the scrum, she's not under contract anywhere. She's not under contract to ROH, AEW. He would love to have her back. Uh, and he kind of just told a quick story of, hey, the, the feud started at an independent show on Thursday or Wednesday night, I think it was. And then, Thursday. And then uh, they were like, hey, let's carry over to ROH. So if you want to see her, you know, buy Honor Club. Before I give my thoughts, I, I have to have your guys' thoughts. because we None of us have talked about Ronda Rousey showing up in ROH. I don't care who goes first. I'm just excited to hear your guys' thoughts on this whole situation. I don't know the situation. I didn't watch the video. I don't know in what capacity. I just thought that she was there with her BFF. And that was it. And then when Tony reaffirmed it in the scrum last night, like, no, she's not like down with us. She's just, she was just here. We welcome her back anytime. I think I guess this is good. She's trying to figure out what's out there, what companies are out there, where she will fit in. Because once we found out that she was staying a wrestler and she was going indie, hey, why not? I guess this is par for the course to me. That's all I'll say. He's, he's got something because he's smiling right now. And, 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 he's whenever, and, he's ready to and go. whenever he's smiling and he does the Harlem shake, you know he's got something. The floor is yours, sir. Oh, actually, I don't have anything at all. I don't care. <laughs> well, no, that is something. <laughs> That is something. You know, like it's on it's ROH, man. Like we we never gonna be able to see it. <laughs> you said it's first ROH. of all, yeah, it's on ROH. We're never gonna be able to see that. I'm not paying ten dollars or whatever it is to go see whatever 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 that was. Look, I, <laughs> look, I didn't want to look. I was at she was at SummerSlam in Detroit. I got up and went to the bathroom and got something to eat during the match. You think I'm gonna pay ten dollars here at ROH? No, sir, I'm good. Hey, and hey, that's... but hey, best of luck to you, sister. Like I hope you come back and rebound and do something really great. That I enjoy. I know what's next. I know what's coming. Well, but so that's my point of both of what both of you just said. Rodriguez said, I don't even know what you're talking about. Right? <laughs> talking about Ronda fucking Rousey. He's like, I ain't paying for that. I was in attendance and I didn't watch her. If I owned ROH, I would feel differently. ROH is a dead IP right now. It is. You have the opportunity to use Ronda Rousey and you put her on Ring of Honor. Yeah. Come on, man. That doesn't make sense to me in the slightest at all. No, if you have a chance to use her, you use her on your main brand. For real. And then if maybe you just say, hey, I can only have her for a weekend. Maybe we don't use her at all then. But to use her for the first time on ROH, Ronda Rousey and Ring of Honor. That is like, that is the equivalent. And this is not hyperbole. That is the equivalent to having Someone like Becky Lynch available for a weekend and you say, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to use her at a house show instead of using her on TV. What logic does that make? Oh, I got Logan Paul for the month of uh, April next year. No, let's not use him at Mania. Let's, let's use him in Indiana the, the week before <laughs> Mania at a house show. It's market. We'll pop, we'll pop, we'll pop a good attendance because the word was the reason why they put him, put her on there was to try to get added subscriptions. Let's stop worrying about ring of honor and let's put all of our hurt. And I know why I know we have to, I, we own it. I get it. I get it. But how about we make dynamite rampage and collision, the biggest, the best shows that we can. And then through that is where we're going to get our weight to elevate. Because if you can't get enough of this, I got this IP over here. Because at this point, ROH is nothing more than what it should have been in the first place, which is AEW developmental. So to have her on there, it's I thought it was just that. like, what are we doing, man? Because you, you can never get another, another, another first time. Mm-mm. The first yep. time you saw that woman in that company was on a 15-second yes. video clip. Yes. That, that's how people are going to see it. Anybody yes. going to pay that $10 to see it? They going to look at that clip. And, oh, shit. She was at ROH. Okay. I'm good. E- even, even your major Ronda fans from WWE. 
Anybody paying? They're going to see that, and they're not. They're not going to think to themselves, "Oh my God, I have to go and figure out what ROH is, and then pay ten dollars to see it." They're going to say, "She went to what?" And they're, and they're going to keep scrolling. I might be the, what do you call it, the vocal minority. I think that's the phrase. Honestly, you bring Ronda to AEW Dynamite or Collision, and I don't think the crowd would have accepted her. I'll be completely honest with you. I think they would have completely booed her as constructed right now. Let's say, for instance, she stays more time in the indies and the rumors going around that she's actually really good. She's figuring out who she is. That's different. But that same time, let's say she just showed up in full gear. Okay. They would boo her. They would boo her. It was a market test. They wanted to see if what kind of interest they could get out of there. And she already she already agreed to, hey, I'm an indie wrestler. I'm going to start back from the beginning. I just added that. I don't know if she said that, but she's an indie wrestler. So that's my assumption I'm making here. I'm going to start from the beginning. I think it was a market test. And I think that if they did put her on AEW TV, she would not have gotten the reception they would have wanted. So maybe my not a only, boo. My only pushback. She showed up to the taping of Collision. The same audience. Hey, you know what? But like, I, I, I'm with you, Rhodesia. I'm with you on that, 100%. Like, they may have booed her. Maybe they need to let her boo her. But yeah, you think maybe. about from, uh, from like, oh, we have a, they announced a signing. Like, we didn't, we kind of blew past it a little bit. But, like, Will, ain't that big of a signing. Like, right? So, you think about Ronda you Rousey's. You not? A- no. And if, if you think about Ronda wow. Rousey's AEW Elite. Yeah, let's, let's think about it. Take take outside of, wow. like, AEW the fam thing right if you if you go ask your neighbors who's ronda rousey or who's will osprey who who are they gonna know they're gonna know ronda rousey ain't nobody yes. nobody know will we've seen will thousands of times on AEW TV. that's not that big of a signing he's going from part-time to full-time great but that's a big signing if you get somebody that name but will it work wow i mean ain't, it's not working for edge either so it is what it is I get but what we got you're a rep, saying. though, right? I get what you're saying, but that is a that's a huge signing because WWE wanted Will Ospreay. Mm-hmm. For you to be able to have Will Ospreay available for weekly TV, I know what you're saying from a name value perspective. Part-time to sure. full-time. Thank you. For that's sure. Great. But that's a major signing, man. That, Part-time to full-time. Instead, of seeing, about this if, on if, instead of seeing two good matches a year, you're going to see four. Just four? Working weekly? Just four matches? Was that the the Sting retirement package? Hey, and shout out to Darby Allen for telling Los Angeles to wake the hell up and give yes. him his flowers. <laughs> yes, give him his flowers. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like Your I farewell love that. tour. That is what it needs to be. Every place they hit needs to be. This is the last yep. time you're going to see this man live. So yep. I absolutely love that. So then um, on Wednesday show, we need to talk about Survivor Series preview. Yep. Of course, I also want to discuss uh, Mercedes not being the name last night at Full Gear and then you made a comment about Edge or Adam Copeland and you just threw that in there so we need to talk about that too of you evidently your thoughts on this is not working with Adam Copeland in AEW so let's 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 do that and of course whatever we get on Raw and uh, if we get to know what these matchups are going to be for the AEW tournament that'd be some good good conversation to have y'all got anything else before we get up out of here on this Sunday Let's the Lions win by 12. That's what I'm talking about. Leading by the time we get back on here on Wednesday, the Lions could be the number one seed. Let's go. If we win against Chicago and Philly loses, we'll be the number one seed in the entire conference. Let's go. Makes my nipples hard. Love it. All right. Well, we out of here then. Thank you guys for listening. Love every single one of you. YouTube, that's freaking wrestling for our full videos. I already talked about X already. Instagram, that's freaking wrestling. Leave us five-star reviews with some comments. That'll be fantastic. Hit that follow button, and we will talk to you guys on a Wednesday. See you then.